This is a Vision Australia radio podcast. Well, a very interesting sounding event coming up on the 8th of November. To tell us a bit more about it, we've got the Manager for Client Services for Vision Australia in Perth, Cara Patterson. Cara, great to meet you. Thank you for your time. Hello, Peter. Thank you for having me on. It's our pleasure. Now, tell us about this day. Uh, sounds a very interesting day. Tell us a bit about maybe how and why it's come about, and then we can talk about some of the things that will be happening. Sure thing. So we've got a fantastic O&M specialist, Bashir Ebrahim, who's usually based in Queensland, but he's graciously coming over to Perth in November as we haven't had an orientation and mobility instructor for a few months as our previous one went back home to New South Wales. Uh, We miss her greatly, but fair enough. She had the call of home to come back to. Mm. So we've got Bashir coming over in November for the week starting the 6th of November, where he'll be working with both our staff and any clients who need some one-on-one in-community training. But he's also running a seminar for a group of O&M clients on Wednesday the 8th from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m., and that's going to be about refreshing people's O&M skills as well as going through a few of the new products that we have in the O&M world at the moment at Vision Australia. Okay, we'll talk about some of those new products in a second. But, uh, you know, that's a great point you make about refreshing because I guess, you know, someone's um, sort of been on their own, as it were, or had their O&M instructions years ago and, you know, manages fine through life. It's probably good to get a bit of a, a refresher and maybe, uh, you know, uh, have pointed out any bad habits you might have developed? Exactly. And I think there's there's a few bad habits or just training <laughs> training that happened before new skills were sort of introduced yeah. or new training methods. So we do recommend people get refreshed every couple of years at least. And for this kind of program, it's got that social element where you're learning from your peers as well as learning from the specialist. So it is more designed for people who've had one-on-one O&M instruction in the past and are just kind of needing maybe a bit of a refresher on how to safely navigate stairs, escalators, maybe particular crossings or how to navigate a train station, uh, but in that social setting. That is such a great point you make about peers because, um, you know, as people are blind or low vision, we kind of, you know, sometimes almost develop our own little ways to do things. And it's good to be able to share them. And oh, I didn't think of that about that one or oh, cool, have you tried this? You know, that sort of sharing of information is so valuable, isn't it? Oh, exactly. And we're, we're big supporters of group programs here in the Perth office because you're exactly right. Being able to learn from your peers and kind of have a bit of a joke about it as well to go, oh, well, I yeah. tried this tip and it just failed spectacularly is a really disarming way to learn. I think rather than having it be really cut and dry with just one-on-one with a service provider, which has its time and place, but I do think that group element has a more fun environment to learn. Yeah, that's right. Less uh, less structured in a sense, more uh, sort of uh, freewheeling. Um, Cara, one of the things that uh, you will be talking about on, on the day is uh, the different canes. I guess, you know, many people might not be aware of the, the amount of canes that are out there and how that's kind of changing and evolving o- over the time. Oh, for sure. You're spot on. And so there's Vision Australia actually sells two different brands of canes now. So there's the Ambutech brand and the Bevria brand. So it's really about client preference of what they prefer to use. But even considering those two brands, there's three subcategories of canes. Mm. So your first one is your ID cane, and that's a shorter cane that you usually hold across your body. And it's kind of in the name, it's an identification cane. It's flagging to other people around you that you may have low vision and that you need to use a cane. 
uh, and it can also be used to identify major objects. Then your second cane is the long cane, and this is the cane that usually ends in a ball tip at the end, and it's swept left to right to pick up both objects but also changes in the ground and any other tactile feedback that you'd be using from a cane. And then the third cane is the one that we see most with our older clients, and it's a support cane. So you may know a support cane is one that has that curved handle at the top, looks like a support cane that you would get from any medical supply shop, but it's painted in that white and red to indicate that the person who's using it is blind or low vision. And of course, something like the ID cane, Cara, probably more used for someone with low vision rather than strictly with uh, uh, mobility aid to sort of get around the streets. Correct. Yes, that's right. And with the different types of canes and their tips, et cetera, a lot of it is personal preference. I prefer this because, you know, I've used this the, the, the longest time or this is just the one that kind of suits my needs best? Uh, personal preference and what you said just then, suits my needs best, is absolutely part of it because there's a particular cane tip that I love called the Bundu Basher, and that's a cane <laughs> tip that you use in bush terrain. So if people who like going for bushwalking and use a cane, we'd be recommending the Bundu Basher as one of the options to look into. Yeah, it's a great point, isn't it? Because, uh, you know, uh, different conditions, uh, different cane needs. Exactly. And, you know, there's so many different options of what kind of tip you can use now that I think it's always worth either talking to your O&M or even just coming into a Vision Australia store and having a look at all the different cane tip options. Yeah, no, it's a very good point. And, um, of course, you know, depending on people's NDIS plans, et cetera, that can often be something that is covered uh, in a plan like that. So that can also be something to be uh, very mindful about. Of course, in the last, uh, I don't know, 20 years, I guess we've had smartphones and they come with apps, etc. And that can be part of, I guess, the, the complementing of one's O&M? Yes. So we have all sorts of different electronic devices, but you're spot on. There's also apps that you can use that act as a supplementary device to your primary mobility aid. So the primary mobility aid is usually like a long cane or a dog guide if you're a dog guide mm-hmm. user. And we'll go through some of the electronic products on the Wednesday the 8th, the seminar with Bashir. And we might also touch on some of the apps that you can download to use on your phone that would help people navigate their community. I reckon that would be the uh, time when uh, other people's experience of using an app would be really, really valuable because, you know, that might sort of set out to do all these sort of things. But, uh, you know, it's how people find it, how accessible it is, how easy it is to use when you're getting out and about that, uh, you know, the, the personal experience of someone could really make a a real valuable contribution to a discussion like that. For sure, and particularly getting that local expertise from your peers because uh, we might recommend something that works really well in a particular city, but in Perth it doesn't work or it doesn't work in wherever you're coming from. So having your peers go, oh, yeah, that app is fantastic or, oh, that app has a few accessibility issues or it doesn't quite Mm. link in with like TransPerth or whatever app that you're using it in conjunction with. And of course, there are apps that to work well with public transport as well. So that can be helpful if you want to know which train or bus to catch or where uh, public transport is or isn't available if you're going to particularly a place that you haven't been to before. Definitely. Oh, and even personally, when I first came to Perth, I did use the TransPerth app a lot to be able to find out when buses were arriving and where I was on the bus route. Yeah. And of course, they've improved a lot uh, I remember a long time ago, you're waiting at a bus stop and sometimes the bus would never turn up and you'd never know why. I guess with apps these days, you can 
maybe have a little bit more uh, information about uh, where they might be or if indeed they don't turn up. So uh, for uh, sure. standing around waiting for the uh, invisible, impossible bus to arrive. Uh, Curry, you talked about uh, different electronic devices that can also help. You want to touch a bit on those? Yeah, sure. So a couple of the ones that we'll run through on the 8th of November include the mini guide. So the mini guide is like a handheld device that uses ultrasonic echolocation, which basically means it vibrates to indicate distance to objects. And the way it works is the vibration will be faster if there is an object closer to you and it will vibrate a little bit slower if it's further away from you. So that's a secondary mobility device where it's giving you the heads up that there is something coming that your cane might not pick up. Mm. That's one option. The other is the WeWalk smart cane. So this is Technically a cane, but I'm including it under mobility, electronic mobility device because this one is at the top and it vibrates in your hand when it detects objects that are above chest level. Mm. So as you know, a, a cane stays on the ground and it sweeps side to side. It's not going to pick up things that are happening above your chest height. So that's where the WeWalk Smart came in, Cane comes in. And it can also pair with your phone so you can access different additional features for travel and navigation on the app. And then mm. the third one that we're going to look at is the Sathi, which is similar to the mini guide, but it attaches to your cane and it vibrates to indicate objects. So it's kind of like a crossover between the mini guide and the WeWalk smart cane. But there's plenty of other electronic devices as well that we can actually explore in the store during the seminar. And there's also some specifically designed devices, if you like, that some companies make that can also help in the area of orientation and mobility. Correct. So like the Stellar Trek, yeah. which that features GPS technology. So it helps and it's quite user-friendly and it navigates your local or your desired location by using a virtual keyboard or a physical keyboard, or you can even use voice dictation. Yeah, fantastic. You touched on uh, yeah the sort of uh, cane or uh, vibrating because I guess you know normally or in the past you've kind of used your ears and uh, the the cane touching different uh, objects to kind of uh, know where you are or what's ahead of you. So this is a, another sort of addition to that in terms of another sense that's being used or another method of uh, sense being used with the with the vibrating uh, cane, definitely. And I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, part of that orientation and mobility training is still making use of all other senses. So using your residual vision, your hearing, touch, smell, and object perception to know where you are in space. So this isn't intended to replace that, but it's to complement it and expand your awareness. So someone who might not have known much about O&M and you hear, they hear you say smell, they might think, hang on, what's smell got to do with it? <laughs> Uh, good question. And I look, I had the same reaction, but if you're thinking about, and I guess this is a this is a point of contention coming up with electronic cars, but you can smell petrol cars uh, and that yeah. might give you an indication that you're coming up near a major road or a highway or a parking lot, something like that. Yeah, or if you're going past a chicken shop <laughs> and it's lunchtime. And it's lunchtime and then your tummy might rumble a you little bit, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, terrific. 
Okay, oh, Carol, this sounds like really, really important. And um, I had a little smile to myself when you said that Basha wasn't able to get to Perth or you haven't had anyone from Perth uh, uh, for a little while. I had to smile to myself. So I thought, hang on, I, I think I heard those stories during the pandemic. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think you had a guy that was sort of shutting everyone out of Perth, but we, we won't go there because that is now in the past and we've all forgotten and forgiven, so that's okay. Cara, as you say, yeah, depending on when people hear this, uh, uh, but uh, the closing date to register is October the 25th, Wednesday the 25th of October, and I believe you've had a very good response already. So how can people find out more? Good question. Well, I'm of the impression that there's no wrong way to come into services, uh, but essentially you can either walk into the Perth office. We're located at 148 Railway Parade in West Leederville, or you can email us at perth at visionaustralia.org. Or they can RSVP on the phone by calling 6246-4505. We'll put those details up on our Facebook page when we post information about the program. And uh, Cara, is there a cost for the day? What we're doing is we're charging people's NDIS plans. So this is aimed at that under 65. But if they're over 65, we can always explore uh, the Commonwealth Home Support Program funding or their home care package funding. All right. And if you're over 65, that is not a barrier. Uh, age is no barrier to getting a better O&M because it's uh, all about independence and also just you know being able to get out and about that social interaction and also that physical activity. They're all part of a, a good, uh, wholesome uh, lifestyle. Exactly. And I'm hoping it won't be too hot on Wednesday the 8th. Because, as you know, today is quite a hot one. I think, what, top of 37? You've had a pretty warm time in Perth, haven't you? We're, I have. Australia's been sort of shivering, but uh, Perth has been pretty warm. But It's been look, beautiful. I'll, I'll make sure November 8th will be a good day for you, just, <laughs> just because you've been so nice to us. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Pete. Cara, great to catch up. First time we've spoken, so I really enjoyed our chat. Uh, good luck with that day on the 8th. And uh, very appropriate that we speak to you with uh, just the International White Cane Day over the weekend. So, You've given us a great insight into O&M, and we appreciate that. Oh, not a problem. Thank you for chatting with me, Peter. That's Cara Patterson there. Cara Patterson is the manager for client services at Vision Australia. Perth at visionaustralia.org is the email address. We'll put all those details up on our Facebook page. Thanks for listening to this Vision Australia radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Visit varadio.org for more. Vision Australia Radio. Blindness. Low vision. Opportunity.